0: Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight his pass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If you noticed at the beginning of the Gospel today, the Church dispenses with the phrase in illo tempore" at that time, rather vague. We started with quinto decimo imperi tiberis caesaris. In the 15th year, of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. On this fourth Sunday of Advent, we're narrowing down. We're looking at our watch. And today we hear St. John telling us once again, how we are to prepare to receive God into our own presence. The time is drawing very near, so we must become ever more attentive and vigilant. Hence the actual looking at the biblical watch in the 15th year. Now what St. John is telling us is nothing new. We've heard it many times before. Even when St. John spoke these words, they were not new because he was just repeating the prophecy of Isaiah. God is coming to visit his people. What must we do? We must straighten out our lives is what we must do. We must bring down the mountain of pride, fill up the valleys of doubt and disbelief, straighten out the crooked ways of lying and deceit, and smooth out the rough ways of a riotous living. If we continue just a little further in the prophecy of Isaiah, which we didn't hear, we read the following. The grass is withered and the flower is fallen because the Spirit of the Lord hath blown upon it. Indeed, the people are grass. The grass is withered and the flower is fallen, but the word of our Lord endures forever. The people are grass. The Spirit of God has blown upon the people and they have all withered up and fallen. How strange. The Spirit of God, which is life, seems to bring the opposite to the people. Could this prophecy be like the one that we'll hear later on after Christmas from the prophet Simeon in the temple with Anna, made concerning Christ? This child is destined to be the fall and the ruin of many in Israel. Now we have been told that we must do to prepare for God's coming. Our Holy Mother Church has given us this season of Advent to lead us into the Spirit and that activity. We must through penance tear down the mountains of pride and fill up the voids of vanity. Straighten out the crooked ways and smooth out the rough. Yes. We understand this well enough, but many, even a majority, will not heed or follow this decision and direction. And so it must be said that these people are grass. God's presence among them, far from giving them life and joy, will serve only for these unfortunate souls as a hot, dry fire that will wither and kill all those who are unworthy. As God comes to dwell within us, his presence will be destructive of all that is unworthy or unbecoming of him. The more that we are attached to things of this world or to our own passions or inclinations, the more painful will Christ's presence become to us? Because his presence will begin to wither and destroy all that is not fitting. It is not unusual to see or even experience ourselves the sadness that overcomes so many souls in the days leading up to the celebration of our Lord's birth. Sometimes it takes a lot of faith and courage to set aside so many temptations to ruin the joyful occasion for ourselves and for others. But especially the day after Christmas, we see the superficial joy of the season has already disappeared, disappeared from the hearts and the minds of the majority. Decorations are put at the curb, and so many of the gifts must be returned, and it's back to the usual humdrum and grind of earning our daily bread. No sooner has Christ come than we push him away. It seems to me that this can be explained in the scorching pain that God's presence has upon our guilty consciences and souls. Rather than allow God's fiery love to burn and purify our souls, we would rather chase him away. Many have experienced this before and even now seem to do everything they can not to allow it to happen again. Only they choose the foolish way. They would rather block God's presence and grace from their lives than remove that which is offensive to him and would cause them much pain when his presence is made known to their souls. My dear friends, this presence of God cannot be avoided forever. The day will come, whether we're ready or not, when God will make his presence felt upon each and every soul that ever existed, that will exist, or is existing now. At the last coming of Christ, his presence will no longer have the same purifying potential as it did during our present lives. Because then God's presence will be an eternal burning pain that will never be quenched. It will cause us to suffer this eternal pain in hell. Now it is the time to open our consciences and to renew the grass that is grown there and to welcome the scorching breath of God to purify us of all that is unworthy of him. Now, as we spend our last few days in preparation to celebrate his birth, let's do all we can for our souls so that we will become, he will be welcomed in our souls. Let's not fear his presence or even the pain it may cause us in stinging our conscience, but rather let's welcome him and be truly grateful for this gift of his to us. And let us above all seek to keep him present in our hearts and minds and souls all year long. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.